This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, September 2nd, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. The right wing's defense of the use of torture as an intelligence gathering tool ignores its costs, both in terms of counterproductive and false information, and significant costs to American credibility at home and abroad. David Ritgers, legal policy analyst at the Cato Institute, comments. Well, we've seen lately a lot of what I consider enhanced justification techniques, where we're looking back at history and pointing out little snippets where things that might be considered a win for the camp in favor of using uh, enhanced interrogation techniques, that uh, by waterboarding Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, one of the architects of 9-11, we have several people who were captured. Uh, There was a a man who was involved... uh, Paracha in New York, who was involved in getting visas for people associated with Al-Qaeda to come to the United States. And that, that may prove to be an, a factual win uh, for the, the justification of enhanced interrogation techniques. However, uh, there's a trucker, Iman Ferris, in Ohio, who was also detained uh, based largely on some information from Khalid Sheikh Mohammed. And it's not clear that he would really pose a, a threat to the United States uh, very much at all. He wasn't much of a terrorist. His plot was to cut the cables of the Brooklyn Bridge uh, with a blowtorch, uh, an enterprise which uh, journalist Peter Bergen describes as uh, an enterprise akin to demolishing the Empire State Building with a firecracker. So I'm not certain that that it justified uh, uh, going after him with uh, waterboarding. Uh, And we also have a quote from... uh, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, who says that during the harshest period of my interrogation, I gave a lot of false information in order to satisfy what I believe the interrogators wished to hear in order to make the ill treatment stop. I later told interrogators that their methods were stupid and counterproductive. I'm sure that the false information I was forced to invent in order to make the ill treatment stop wasted a lot of their time. So we really don't have a clear picture, and and I'm, I'm willing to say that I don't know that we're really ever going to have a clear picture. We have little snippets of information weighing... Uh, for and against these techniques, uh, but there's enough grist for the argument that it can go on for forever. In following some of the arguments from people on the right about being supportive of enhanced interrogation techniques, there's never a discussion about, as maybe it was Oliver Wendell Holmes who said, better than 100 guilty men go free than one person be imprisoned unjustly, how much unproductive enhanced interrogation technique must occur for it not to be worth it uh, as, a, as a matter of policy for the, its defenders? Well, I think as a matter of policy, it's just a loser uh, that uh, the image that we would put forth to the world uh, is that we engage in these techniques. Torture is a failure as a counterinsurgency and counterterrorism uh, practice, and that's historically the case. Uh, so I, I don't think that there's a, a case we made that these practices should be revived. And no one on, on the right is saying that these were legal. Uh, and I don't think that morality comes into it either, that these were techniques were right. Uh, so we're strictly at a utilitarian calculus that this is uh, a lesser evil uh, than the, the doomsday scenario that is bandied about that uh, thousands of people would have died if we had not done that. And that has not been proven to be the case. Uh, but once again, I think that uh, we'll rehash this debate ad nauseum. There's a couple of parallels that we can look back where torture was used against detainees in a, in a counterterrorism campaign. Uh, the French won the Battle of Algiers using systematic torture. However, they lost Algeria because the population uh, became 
so turned against them uh, that several years later, the, the country just slipped out of their, their hands. Uh, and I would also point to the Irish Republican Army without giving any context, which I'll give afterwards. Here's a, a quote about what was considered special interrogation techniques. Among the methods used in the detainees were the five techniques, placing a hood over the head, facing the internee, forcing the internee to stand spread-eagled against a wall for long periods, denying regular sleep patterns, providing irregular and limited food and water, and subjecting people to white noise in the form of a constant humming sound. Now, these are special interrogation techniques from uh, 1970 in Northern Ireland. And at that point, the British were losing the war. And it was not until they turned to, uh, they turned away from these practices and toward uh, uh, using intelligence gained from humane interrogation and using uh, additionally law enforcement tools in conjunction with uh, military tools that they began to turn the tide in Northern Ireland. So uh, in recent history, we have numerous examples where these kind of techniques have been discarded uh, as we see in the long term. They simply are not productive. David Richters is a legal policy analyst at the Cato Institute. Cato at Liberty is the blog of Cato, capturing the real-time responses of Cato scholars to events of the day. You can get there from Cato.org.